0: What is up everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on The Stack we talk about a couple of comic books that have come out today and then we review them and then you listen to those reviews and then you decide whether you want to buy the comic books or not that's how the economy works wow
2: uh, it's the economy stupid that, that's the instruction manual for our podcast there you finally, go finally however many episodes deep
0: yes there you go go back uh, listen to this episode first now go back to the first episode and follow along
2: oh they were reviewing them it wasn't <laughs> nonsense
0: i was listening to this for no reason <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. First, what we're going to talk about from Marvel Comics, War of the Realms, number two. This is by Jason Aaron and Russell Dodderman. This is continuing The Big Invasion of Earth by Malekith. He has taken over eight of the nine realms, and now they're invading Midgard, a.k.a. Earth, right in Times Square. We've seen... Uh, one spin off of the book so far where it started to spill out into other areas but this is the big week really kicking it off uh, yeah. all of the marvel heroes versus malekith and his army things go bad real quick how'd you feel about the second issue
2: uh, they fucked up what doctor strange fucked up and we lost some pretty important people oh are you okay it's
0: are you going to cry right now just saying
2: mistakes were made
0: oh man i, I... I feel like, I'm just going to throw it out there beyond that, and I agree with you, certainly some mistakes were made. I feel like there was one page that Pete might have oh liked a God. little bit. I, yeah, I have it open right now. Oh, do you? Of course
1: It you was do. the greatest, the Wolverine Punisher hanging out, just Chen. Just catching up on old times.
2: You know, it's funny. When I read that page, I was like, ugh, Pete's going to like this so much, I don't like it. Really? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Where it's just like, "Oh, uh, it's too right for him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's <laughs> too much in his wheelhouse. Exactly. It was like, it's just like,
0: "Oh, it burns. What, what does Wolverine say uh, when Punisher's like, hey, I thought you were dead? He's like, nah, just drunk or yep. something. Yeah, like.
2: he does. He says almost like exactly. just
1: really drunk for a long time. I was like, "What? How things been with you, Frank? I'm reloaded, right? Good catching up. I. It's just it touches my
0: heart. Let me ask you a question. The Punisher, though, he punishes people for crimes, and Wolverine is lying. There is that going to be an issue for Wolverine going forward? Nope. They have a relationship, a friendship
2: so deep that they can lie to each other.
1: That they have understanding. (laughs) No, they're not lying. They're having some fun. Is lying
2: is lying a crime? uh, Lying is not a crime. Okay. Especially
1: when it's like a white lie. You know, doing something. Plus, right. it's just then two I'm friends. free to
2: go. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just two friends. I rest fun. my case. Uh, this issue is very good. One of my uh, trepidations with the last one was I wasn't sure how this was going to continue to spill Can we, out. We need to yes. back
1: up and deal with this a little bit more before we move on. No, we just,
0: definitely don't. No, 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 no. I just
1: want to talk about how the, the I liked how the bad guys were talking about, like, how they're. They have a problem with lead, and there's one guy iron. who just uh, iron, yeah, it just doesn't seem to run out. And then they cut to the Punisher just shooting people. Oh, it was just so. so Did you know that
2: the Punisher had iron bullets instead of lead? Yeah, yeah, you knew that. Yeah, because <laughs> why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? So you say he has, like, a different metals on his wall. He's yeah, like, yeah. I think I'll do the silver bullets this eve in case <laughs> I encounter a werewolf. Well,
1: when you're in the Marvel Universe, you've got to have different kinds of bullets for yes. different...
0: adamantium. Know, yeah,
1: different stuff, yeah. Um,
0: sure, and as we all know, the Punisher's power is that he's a human being with a lot of guns, so of course he'll never run out of bullets. Yeah.
2: Um. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess we've covered that one panel pretty well. Yeah. Shall <laughs> so yeah, we talk about the rest on. of it? Yeah. yeah
0: sure. Yeah. Uh, I liked this issue. Yes. This Fantastic. sold me on the event a lot more even than the first issue, which granted good writing in the first issue, great art in the first issue, but this really showed how this is going to affect the entire Marvel universe because as Justin mentioned, uh, they lose. They basically they they don't exactly lose, but they certainly have to
2: retreat, retreat and, pretty yes, badly at the end of this and they, issue. They take some L's with some uh, some particular characters who we uh like um in general. And I think uh but I agree with you, it is a good this definitely felt more like I see this is the event. As opposed to the yes. last year, I was like, wait, what's happening? Loki died and Thor is sort of not around. Uh, but this definitely felt like... But I would also say this felt like more like issue five of an event. Yeah. And this is only Except...
0: Two. And this is only two of the first act of War of the Realms. Yeah. So there's plenty more to come. I'm excited to see where they take this. I mean, Jason Aaron has been planning this for years. So clearly he is not like just tossing aside the story here. He knows where this is going. He is a reliable storyteller. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And he's uh,
2: such a mastery of the characters where he can really pinpoint their voices uh, quickly and in sm- small, small batches. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Except the- for the Wolverine, who he sort of says is drunk. Dude, fuck you.
0: It makes him lie, which is going to be a really big deal with the Punisher going forward. Oh, my God. I I thought he had a healing factor, not a lying factor. Don't you ruin (laughs) this for me, you assholes.
1: Uh, No, I agree. This really was an amazing issue. Uh, But I also like the small moments that a lot of the characters were having to kind of touch on what Justin was saying, especially the Captain America moment where he was like, what would Thor do? And he takes out one of the Frost Giants. I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just love how throughout the action... We're still getting so much information about what's going on. And even the bad guys who are like, oh, I'm so glad I saved this realm for last. You know, uh, just really the stakes are just so uh, intense and it's such
0: a fun way to start a book in this giant battle. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to one of the nicest issues of the week from DC Comics, Batman number 69. Uh, Now, this is finally wrapping up the nightmare storyline that we've been following for a while. Uh, A lot of stuff is revealed here. Uh, Big stuff about what has been going on behind the scenes. Uh, Batman has been going through various, as the title indicates, nightmares, uh, fighting through them, aware that something is wrong, aware that something is going on with him. But he's not 100 percent sure what it is. And it's mostly revealed this issue. We yeah. certainly find out a lot more about what's been going on behind the scenes. Pete, you raised your hand. You have a question. What's going on?
1: I just want to just point out real quickly, it's Nightmares with a K. It's oh, k thank you. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah,
0: so. yeah. yeah. yeah you oh, so that's like uh, K-9, the cop movie? It could be the cop
2: movie. K-ketamine. It could be the the Batman's promoting a horse tranquilizer um, <laughs> on the side.
0: Uh, yeah, that could be what's going on. Uh, so he's actually, spoiler, uh, what's going on is that he was captured by his dad, Thomas Wayne from the alternate uh, Flashpoint universe mm. has come into the universe, has captured him, is working with Bane to take down Batman for very different reasons. And the issue jumps between... That man's last nightmare, which is him talking to Catwoman oh, and trying man. to figure out how to work oh. himself out of the nightmare while Bane and Thomas Wayne fight. Uh, Bane is totally new, the entire now, issue.
2: That's an issue where I was like, well, I wanted to see Thomas Why Wayne and be we like, Why do keep hey. going back to that? What?
1: The, this fight scene where Bane is naked.
2: Because I wanted I'm Thomas Wayne to be like, come on, maybe put on some shorts. Yeah, right. like, I'll give you a minute, put on some shorts. You got venom all in your body, it's making you really veiny, especially now you're... What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Where is he? I'm just saying to it, he, needs to, he needs to put on, If you understand how Venom works, he needs to put on some shorts. Right. <laughs> it's what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. <laughs> That's a, just understand. a simple incontinuity fact about the, the, the drug.
0: As Batman is battling his way out, uh, Thomas Wayne and Bane are essentially fighting for his soul. You but said Vane
2: or Bane? So
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> are fighting for assault. Not in a good way, though. Usually it's like, I'm going to protect this person, and the other yeah. person's like, I'm going to destroy this person. They both kind of want to destroy him. Oh, yeah. They and just. This- have separate plans and they're yes.
2: both pretty they both are winning at different points yes uh, so I liked I thought this everyone a lot of people went down on this nightmares uh, story arc because it 's like you don 't quite know what 's going on it 's a bit yeah. wandering but I got to say I thought it was great and the way it, it comes together at the this issue emotionally specifically for the Batman catwoman thing even though it 's all happening in batman 's brain it still was really good yeah. and really revelatory about what Batman thinks and more importantly feels yeah Ooh.
1: also what I really Really liked was Catwoman, even though it's in Batman's mind, it felt so real. Like he was like, dance with me. And she was like, no, 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 no. You have
0: to ask for my permission to dance. And that
1: was just such a small but
0: huge moment. I really liked it. Now, who did the art for this issue? I'm completely blanking. Uh, But it is the layouts in particular are gorgeous as they go through, once again, the history of Batman and Catwoman in different costumes, in different relationships. Put cat. Oh, Yannick Paquette. Uh, yes. yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, his work is always incredible, and uh, his work on this issue is fantastic, even though we don't get to see Bane's Little Bane, if you know what I mean. What'd oh you say? God. What? <laughs> huh? You can draw But it
1: the the whole music that was kind of dancing with them throughout their scenes was, it was really just nice. It, it has great continuity for the whole kind of like... Uh, when they proposed and the, the big spreads and the splash pages and the night sky, it was kind of really cool the way they're kind of keeping this going throughout. What did
2: you think? Does Batman not love Catwoman?
1: Oh, he loves her.
2: Really? Even though that's her, the whole point of the issue is her saying your real fear, your real uh, weakness, the reason it didn't work out is you don't love me.
1: Yeah, but that's just kind of his subconscious fighting against it. His
0: love is real. Yeah, I think he loves her. Yeah, I okay. think he's afraid that he doesn't love her enough, and that he's going to lose her. And like that he lost gives her power people. to escape. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, great issue, absolutely fantastic. Uh, really enjoying this arc a lot. Let's move on to a very advanced review from Valiant Comics. This is coming out June 24th. Psylords, number one. This is a old, uh, very old property uh, written by friend Van good uh, friend of the show. Uh, This is bananas. It just kind of throws you in the middle. So crazy,
2: nonstop crazy.
0: Yeah, throws you in the middle of the thing. If you don't know what the characters are, you have to play a lot of catch-up, but it's kind of like The Prisoner. It reminded me a little bit of the Black Bolt series uh, from Saladin Ahmed from Marvel a little bit, uh, where they're trapped in some sort of prison, and they don't know what's going on. They don't have any of their memory. They're kind of figuring it out, but they all have these different powers and are going to have to work their way out of it somewhere. I thought I had missed like five pages at the beginning yeah, or something. Uh, so just be prepared for that going in. But I enjoyed it by the end. It felt like a classic
2: sort. It felt like a comic from like the 70s or 80s, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like it's a little bit dense and it's a little bit like you keep up with us. Uh, we don't keep up with you. If you if you go along for the ride, I think uh, it does end up being like a fun team-up book of people figuring their shit out.
1: It reminded me of Bitch Planet a little bit, the way it kind of started in the middle of action and right. you're trying to catch up with the players.
0: It's definitely a very different thing for Fred Van Lante, who usually, I mean, he's a little better known for cheekier, funnier things, um, yeah. while still weaving the emotion in. This is a little more straight sci-fi Um, But I liked it. I I think Valiant does a good job. I'm not sure how it connects to the overall universe yet, Yes, but I'm curious to check out a second issue.
1: Also, the art was very interesting. Mm -hmm. It it kind of jumped back and forth, a a little bit of style, depending on the panel. Uh, And it was just, it took me a little bit to get into, but once I did, I really loved it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Next advance review to jump over to Archie comics, Archie number seven Oh four. This is coming out May 8th. And this is the end of the first arc on the new Archie by Nick Spencer. Uh, Archie has been dating Sabrina. Pete, I know you're not a big fan of these Archie comics, uh, but this one without getting into spoilers, definitely the most Riverdale issue so far, yeah. like straight up. And I'm really curious to see where they're going to take this going forward. Yeah. I to-
2: like this a lot. Archie Sabrina is a great relationship. Oh, yeah. that, that's on board. a
0: bunch of like dogs just facing forward, ready to take on whatever. But at least in the comic book, Sabrina is a little bit smarter and a little spoiler, but there's a very fun line where Sabrina looks at Archie as like, Oh, you're so
2: dub. Oh yeah, my sweet yeah. dub Archie. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, but he knows so that satisfying. he knows yeah.
0: that. It, it's great. I like the relationship a lot.
2: Pete, uh, did this book put a spell on you? Well, Ooh. I would like to
1: point out, I wasn't shaking my head at the fact that it was an Archie comic we were reviewing. I was shaking my head at Nick Spencer, who has recently ripped out my heart. But
2: That was a while ago. It was. You've been reading Spider Man. He's been doing that. And you like that. Well, I'm, I'm reading it with uh,
0: trepidation. With trepidation. one eye open. Yes, yeah,
2: exactly. Right. Which is a bad way to read it's it. It's harder to enjoy. Yes.
1: Well, Plus, you're going to get dizzy it's it's i can't i don't trust him i don't trust him, but this comic was fantastic I really thought it did a great job of like capturing Riverdale in a fun way I also really felt like um Veronica different panels really look like the actress who plays Veronica, which was great. I
2: thought it was weird that um, Cheryl works for Hydra, though, that they revealed at the, <laughs> end, at the crazy, end of That was crazy, when she uh,
0: says Hail Hydra.
2: Yeah, which, and that's crazy. That's, that's nice. not cool, dude. Yeah, That's not cool. I, you can't trust him. One uh, thing I
0: will say about this issue, I was bummed that there wasn't more time spent on it, because the concept of the issue is that this whole Bachelor thing has been set up with Archie, and they do it done in one, which is very classic Archie, but... Yeah. It's so much fun. I'd almost want to see that as its own spin off
2: comic. Yeah, I wanted to see all of our, the characters uh, right. in it. Yeah. That would have been very fun. But
1: I really like the team up uh, of Archie and Sabrina.
0: Yeah. Right. And after this, I mean, this is gonna, that's not going to come out until June. But after this, the title is changing over to Archie and Sabrina. Oh. Uh, so it's definitely okay. long term.
2: That's like I marriage. Mean, does that hurt you a little that's bit? That's marriage. Why? Because
1: you're such a, to you, Archie has to either
2: be dating Betty or Veronica. That's not true. I think Archie and Sabrina is great. My horizons are endless.
0: Yeah. As long as Archie is dating somebody, as long as he's not single, who cares? He cannot cannot be single. To Jesus Christ. He He should be be single. Single. He should be
2: single. Why? He needs needs to to
1: figure some stuff out. He needs to slow down.
2: He needs to figure some stuff out. He's got it pretty well figured out. He's a football-playing musician who also likes boxing and dating. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and that's, that's a simple man
0: yeah just a simple old guy moving over to another DC comic Justice League number 22 there's another issue jumping over to the Legion of Doom kind of uh, yeah, yeah, what... I would
2: argue that's not what happens here.
0: <laughs> no not at all I mean ostensibly every I believe it's five issues they yes. jump over to Legion of Doom um, here, here's a short breakdown of what's going on at Justice League great oh so, wow that's yeah so they freed a being called Perpetua who is the creator of the multiverse from behind the source wall. As we find out this issue, we kind of knew this already, but they do a much better job of explaining it. This issue, she created three beings, the monitor, the anti-monitor and uh, the world forger, world forger, world forger uh, who were uh, over the course of this issue. They explain are in charge of the three parts of creation. Uh, they explained the first crisis in the DC universe, how that came about, how the source wall was created, uh, all of these things, this like broke my brain a little bit. This issue, just because it completely, completely redefines the entire history
2: of the DC universe. Let me throw this out. This is my. This is the definitive take on what this issue is. This is the Silmarillion for the DC universe. Ooh, that's what. This that's is. pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty um, good. I don't you, know if what you that know what means. that is. Um, uh, it's part of the Lord of the Rings, uh, oeuvre. J.R. Tolkien uh, wrote the Lord of the Rings and all that. Then he wrote this sort of deep, dense uh, mythological dive into the world that set up uh, the the Lord of the Rings world, and that's what this is for the DC universe. It's like this heavy shit that's all about creation and how uh, these touchstones, mythological touchstones, created the history that we all know. But now we see the deep, long, universal precedent that got it there.
1: I'm, I, I was very happy that this finally got explained to me. Uh, with, because that shit has always just kind of been insane to me. So it was nice that we got an issue that kind of really broke it down. Well,
0: this, I think it's crazy. Like, it's absolutely insane to me that the amount of stuff that they explained and talked about in this issue, just from a global perspective of DC Comics from the beginning of their creation until now, that they've always added layers and tweaked things and always had recurring motifs like, hands coming out, and that's part of the creation of the universe. Like That's a pretty classic DC image that they've gone back to time and again in different ways. Here they redefine it, but things like the source wall that have been around, created by Jack Kirby, and never really explained, never really dealt with, adding in more recent innovations like the Dark Multiverse yep. uh, and the Anti-Monitor and the Monitor and the World Forge and Barbatos and all of these other things. And Batmite. And Batmite comes in very briefly at one point, <laughs> though not quite as important. Uh, <laughs> it, it's that they are attempting this. Yeah, I, I was reading it, like, to your point, I think you have to read it almost in a very analytical way where you think yep. of, okay, what... Clearly, this is not what they meant from the beginning because they've sort of created this ongoing 75, 80-year-long story as they've been going along. But what does this mean for the stories going forward? Now that they've firmed this in, somebody is going to redefine it in some way again five years down the road. Yeah. But that's bananas in kind of its own way because they've put such a definitive stamp on it with one issue of Justice League.
2: Yeah. It's and it's crazy. not it's not even like a number one or like a special issue. It's just like Justice League twenty two. Yeah. It's great. That's life.
0: Yeah. How how do, you liked it though? Or what'd you guys
2: think? I liked saying? it. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was great.
1: I yeah. thought it was uh very enjoyable. Uh yeah, I I was very happy that they kind of slowed things down and really kind of spelled it out. Really helped me.
0: <laughs> cool. Moving on to a Boom Studios book, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number four. Uh, Now, we should mention before we get into this, we read a press preview copy and they redacted the last page of the issue. We can tell you what's coming in the last page of this issue, uh, which is Angel, which is supposed to be a huge surprise. But they announced last week that they're spinning off a Angel number zero that they're uh, dropping digitally uh, starting today when you guys are listening to the podcast. Um, so that's the surprise there. We didn't get to see that page. so it's not a full review of the book. Redacted. Um, I know. Wow. But what did you think about this? How did you guys feel about this issue?
1: It was uh, upsetting to get to the last page and then see the classified and then all black. Okay. But, no, but they classified
0: not... that to protect you. Right. And that's also not an experience that anybody else is going to have on the comic book stand. So cool. otherwise, what did you think about the book? I was pissed about the
1: last page. <laughs> uh, and I was <laughs> pissed about upsetting. the love
2: page. Oh, yes,
1: <laughs> like, oh, a... this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: I don't know, man, uh, we, sorry, real quick, can I turn to a dog crazy person? What did you think <laughs> about it, Justin? <laughs>
2: um, this is fun. I, my, as we've been reviewing each of these issues, I've been sort of, uh, it's a little bit, it takes me out of the story that we know so much about these characters, but they don't know anything mm-hmm. about each other. Yeah. And it feels like they're not doing different takes on the characters. They're doing the same takes and it just happens that we know more about them. So that's always from a reading, st- being a reader, and knowing more about the characters that you're reading about is always a tricky place. I feel like, um, so I've always I've been a little cautious with that. But otherwise, I I do think these this is a fun story, and it does feel like entering the Buffyverse after it went so crazy at the end of the last run um, is fun to be this more simple uh, storytelling that we're seeing.
0: Yeah, and I I think it nails the voices of the characters regardless. It's yeah. certainly I've been having. This is a problem is the wrong word, but the thing that's been hanging me up is to your point, knowing how these character stories are supposed to go. that they're all tweaked. Like uh, 15% is a give It's a hard time to kind of wrap my brain around. Okay. This is how this is supposed to be happening, but nope, this is happening another way. But I really like what they're doing with Willow a lot. I think they did a good job capturing Xander in this issue. Um, I like drew and spike. Uh, I, it's fun to spend time with these characters again in a new, fresh way.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know. It's a little frustrating for me just because I don't the know. last page says class know. Wow. Know. I wasn't going to say that, guys.
0: Jesus, come on. I was just
1: going to say I don't know so much about these characters. So they're just kind of like talking. And it's kind of like, oh, if you knew more about these characters, you would think this is more interesting than it is. But it's just, like, this blonde lady complaining how she didn't go to prom. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, suck it up. I don't know what to tell you. A uh, uh, little
0: bit of a spoiler. That's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I know who she is. Uh, uh, then what? Did- <laughs> I, I was just, you know, just saying that, like, it's... It's a little like uh, if you don't know all the continuity, it's not as enjoyable to read, I find. Okay. As, what's yeah, my point? So, 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 so your it.
0: thing is we know too much continuity, yeah, so yeah. it's a little tough for us to read. You don't know enough continuity, so it's tough for you to read. Right. Wow. And
1: also it was bullshit that I took away the last
0: page. Jesus <laughs> Christ, dude. All right. Let's move on to something else. This is from <laughs> Marvel Comics West Coast Avengers number t- 10. This is sadly the last issue of the book. Following uh, this team, it was set up as a reality show, got horribly wrong. Basically, yeah, um, bunch of quirky characters in there: two Hawkeyes, Gwenpool, Quentin Quire, a couple of others. Uh, but this is bringing everything to a close.
2: I'm really sad to see this book go. Me too. I read every issue of this book. I liked it a lot. It is a like a it feels like a random mix of characters, but they played off each other so well. It felt like old school New Warriors uh, from back mm-hmm. in like the the 90s. Uh, in a good way, and I liked in the the back page, Kelly Thompson's like, honestly, I wish I was doing more of this, and I much prefer that when people are like, "Wow, I really did everything I wanted to do in these four issues I wrote <laughs> uh, so I appreciate that, and I love this book
1: yeah. uh i I wasn't as a huge fan, but this last issue here was phenomenal, and i'm now I'm like, "Oh, I get what you guys were talking about. This is very in trouble. I also uh not a huge fan of Gwenpool."
0: But pairing her with this, like, a little adorable shark thing, I love the two of them together. Yeah, there's a land shark, which they introduced to the first issue. They got a baby land shark that follows him around. He's very cute. Yeah. I also like the fact that clearly they had enough time to know that this was the last issue and it was canceled because they play on that in the whole reality show format and... Even though it's sad to see it go, it is a fun way to end it, and I think uh, most, if not all, of these characters are going to go forward in the Marvel universe. So it's not the last that we've seen of them. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah, I thought it was great. Next one to talk about. This is from Dark Horse Comics, out May first. Beasts of Bird in the Presence of Others, number one. This is by Evan Dark and Jill Thompson. Pete, I know this is one of your favorite series. So would you, you love, love these cute little animals. Well, all I what I. Re- First
1: off, the art by Jill Thompson. Every page is just a painting. It is just like old school water colors. It is so beautiful and fantastic. And then you kind of have these who done it kind of ghost mystery type things. It's just so creative, so enjoyable. And here we kind of have... Normally, The Beast of Burns is just all animals solving these crimes, but we kind of bring humans into the mix. And I feel like it was done in such a cool way where it wasn't just humans being like, what, talking dogs? You have these humans who are used to supernatural and weird stuff. So I think it it went really well. Uh, I love this book. It's absolutely fantastic.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I like this book um, The animals and the way that they solve mysteries Fuck you, man <laughs> What are you
1: talking about? You're such a dick
2: um, I, uh, I do like the way it always takes a dark turn I feel like these stories yeah. uh, really play against the fact that it's like these pretty cute animals having conversations Like, hey, knock it off, you pug yeah. uh, And then it's like, oh shit, there's a zombie dragging him into hell uh, yeah. And that's fun
0: as Pete mentioned, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate what he said, but Jill Thompson's art is one of the big Very draws good. here. Uh, the characters are great. Even if you've never followed them, uh, it is a bunch of acute animals solving horrible supernatural mysteries. So you can jump right in with this issue, and you don't need to know any of the continuity or anything about the town that they live in. But if you have a chance, go back and check out the rest of the series that they've done because they're wonderful.
1: Now, I don't know if you guys have this fear, but living in New York City, I've always had this fear of, like, a giant rat king that is, like, running the underground. And uh, Is you that know. a
2: human that's uh, in control of rats or a big rat? No, is...
1: like we saw. Did you read this yes. fucking comic? Yes, I did. So a giant rat. I'm trying
2: to get into your fears.
0: Yeah, Cause cause that's I know why you... whenever I see a rat on the subway, I throw out all my money just in case. Yeah, that's smart.
2: A tithe smart. for the rat king, <laughs> animal. Please don't kill your f- my... faithful
1: servant, Alex Elvin. <laughs> Please give my best to the rat king.
2: Here's a slice of
1: pizza.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
2: Pizza Rat was dragging that and a Zalbin tie through the ranking.
0: All right. Um, Next thing to talk about, Image Comics, Little Bird number two. We talked about the first issue of this. Yeah, we did. And absolutely loved it. Gorgeous, gorgeous art uh, about a post-apocalyptic world where a girl named Little Bird is searching for a mythical hero named The Axe. She finds him, but it seemed like she died the last issue uh, turns out, not quite dead yet. As it seems, as we find well, out dude, this dude. issue, we get more explanation of the world. It gets very religious real quick. Yes, yes. Um, Who knew? But that? But I still loved it. It's still gorgeous. The layouts the art are amazing. Is
2: so good Ugh. in this. It's absolutely absolutely just fantastic. Epic. It feels like uh, reminds you have Dune for some reason. The movie okay. Dune, mm-hmm. like the like the weird All sort the of crotch uh, pseudo, grabbing. The uh, what? What? All the crotch grabbing reminds you of Dune? In Dune does that happen in Dune?
1: I don't, no, it doesn't.
2: What are you talking about? What are you talking what about? You no. talking about?
0: <laughs> what crotch
2: grabbing? In
1: this book, there was some crotch grabbing. There's a little bit of crotch grabbing. Is there? Yeah, the priest grabs that dude's crotch and is like, yo, no. do what I want.
0: I guess I feel like I didn't uh, follow, uh, focus too much on that particular part yeah. of okay. the book. Yeah. Because there was a lot more going on. Now that, oh, we've, covered that, now that we've covered that, on. that
2: one yeah. panel, um, I guess oh, we can right. move on and talk about the rest <laughs> of the book.
0: How, by the way, how, when he was grabbing the crotch, how veiny he
2: was? It didn't show. Oh. Okay. The hand? No veins? No. <laughs> uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> Uh, three veins up for this one. Oh my god! Well,
1: <laughs> if I can change gears a little bit. Nope.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good luck. So we
1: have this uh, story about this little girl, and what's great is we're kind of learning along with her, so it kind of makes it easier to follow. Uh, but the each issue just kind of keeps widening this world that we think we understand. The art alone is worth yeah, picking it's this very up. Very good art. image is just killing it with their books. Every time I see a new image book, I want to check it out. Uh, They do such a great job of teaming uh, artists and writers and creating such a fun, different world.
0: Well, a lot of the time, the artists and writers are teaming themselves, and then they're submitting this stuff. Whatever, right? dude. <laughs> all right. I don't know how it fucking works behind the scenes, <laughs> Mr. Thanks, cool
1: Guy. Thanks for mentioning it, then. <laughs> fucking, I know how comics work. <laughs> oh, great. I so, feel I started, like all the mystery and magic away, why wait, don't you tell Are you mad them? at him, or are you mad at yourself? <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's hard to tell. tell it's hard that. to tell, any, tell at any all time. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Last one to talk about from DC Comics, Naomi, number four. This is following a big mystery in the DC Universe from Brian Michael Bendis. We Been loving this title Uh, feels like a throwback to his ultimate Spider-Man days um, to other young characters like that. This is a girl who sees Superman and ends up finding there's something a little weird and special about herself, potentially, as well as her family. This issue, we get some answers, but not all answers. Uh, Last issue, her adopted father reveals himself as from uh, Ron. Yeah. I never know how to pronounce that. I always say Ran. Ran. Okay, uh, Planet Where Adam Strange comes from. So he's one of those guys, space helmet guys. One
2: half of the Rand Thanagar War. A lot of jetpacks.
0: And we get Um, a lot of flashbacks and information about that, but that's still only the beginning of the mystery as we're going forward. Man, I'm still loving this book.
2: Honestly, this is my favorite book that Bendis is doing and has done at DC. I feel like some of his other Superman stuff feels a little stilted, while this feels like right in line with him and does feel like just like a... Sort of a spiritual uh, partner to the Ultimate Spider-Man run. Really great.
1: And what's interesting is, like, this is issue four, and we're now just starting to get some answers about her origin. Uh, just the way the storytelling works and the way they're kind of having all these ev- events unravel around the origin is really interesting really well done. A lot of amazing panel layouts.
2: Great art, too. Yeah. It's, like, almost photorealistic. It's so yeah. well-drawn and yeah. so clean. and
0: uh, the sense that I'm getting starting not starting with this issue, but really crystallized as of this issue, is this is Bendis's way of touring the DC universe, of yes. going around showing the different weird parts, more interesting parts. Certainly, spoiler here, but it seems like there's getting into some sort of tease that she's somehow connected to a White Lantern or something yeah. like that to the, the issue. So I think we're going to be getting a little bit of the Green Lantern stuff, space stuff as we're going forward. I think that's great. I, I love that. I love him saying, okay... I'm here, I'm doing the Superman stuff. I have that corner of the universe unlocked. I'm exploring that over there. But let me see what I can play with. Let me explore all of the toys. Yep. I'm happy to go along with the ride. It feels fun. Yeah. It does. If you'd like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a
2: live show every... Mr. T- Rat King, a podcast for you. <laughs> in your tithe from Alexander
0: <laughs> Zeldin. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater in New York. Come on by and we'll do a live podcast for
2: you. We're trying to elevate ourselves, plus <laughs> up a little bit. So we're adding yeah. a light British accent every now and then. Yeah, and
0: that's why we talked about Bane's Vady Cock so much this oh episode. Oh, my God. You you're so Classing asshole. it up. Yes. Pete, what do you want to plug? Front us
1: on Besides Facebook.
2: Facebook.
1: <laughs> uh, so you can hear about all the Mason guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out
0: at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. And we'll see you at the comic book shop with some iron bullets. <laughs> <laughs>